everybody, we're back. We're it's back. Terror and Tacos. It's, I am Christy. I'm Michael. Yeah. It's been a year It's again. been a year since we've seen you. I'm uh, I'm day drinking, Michael. That's fantastic. I didn't have uh, tacos today. I didn't either. We're going to get back to tacos. Yes, and I had one yesterday. It's super important. Yeah. We, we've got to get back to trying all the local taquerias. Yes. Um, but it's just been kind of nuts. So instead of tacos, I put booze in my Coke. I think that's perfect. <laughs> you didn't put booze in your no, Coke. No, I didn't. No. But, but um, I still think it's perfect. Yeah. Great. So hi, everybody. How's everybody out there in podcast land? This is so weird. I feel like I haven't talked to y'all in forever. I know. It's nice. It's nice to be back. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm about. To, we're both about to leave town. Yes. Boo. You are going to go to. I'm going to Iceland. Oh, my God. Oh. It's the land of the trolls. I know. Fairies. I might have to hunt some trolls. And the gnomes. You may have to. That's it? Yeah. Okay. But when... When the your car, your rental car gets flipped over, don't look at the guy and go, wait, did Troll. you say trolls? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm going to buy in immediately. Buy in immediately. Yeah. And I'm going to Boston to see Boston to see uh, my son walk across the stage. And as, graduate. And, graduate. and henceforth, he will no longer be called young Dante Flores. He will be called old, old Dante, Dante Flores. Flores. Yep. It's a yep. big moment. It is a big moment. Uh, um, but we wanted to do. Of that. This one because guess who died? Yeah, I it's a uh, very famous Lorraine Lorraine Warren. Yeah, what would you call her? Uh, well, she called herself uh, a clairvoyant. Okay, and a medium. Right, and she apparent. I don't. I don't know if it's true. A lot of people say it's true. She said it was true. Her husband said it was true that she had a gift right. for being able to you know pick up on energy and and stuff from the other from side. From the other side. Yeah. And of course her husband was Ed Warren. Uh-huh. Um, they are so we're going to do two sort of Ed and Lorraine Warren based movies. Yeah. The Amityville Horror. Yeah. Uh, 1979. Mm-hmm. We can touch on the remake a little, I sure. guess. And it, which was based on, I guess, their became their most famous case right. because a book was written about it. Right. And then The Conjuring, which is based on their case, but also in The Conjuring, they are... Two of, two, the two of the main characters. characters. Right. Um, They're super famous American, I don't know, paranormal investigators, yeah, yeah. demonologists. And sort of before, long before, before that, was, that a was a thing. Yeah, I mean, they in the 70s, they had a, a lecture circuit uh-huh. in, in colleges. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, people seriously uh, sought their, their help. help. Yeah. And apparently, Ed Warren is, was the only, is the only ever, because he's dead now too right um uh, official kind of like non-ordained accepted exorcist, exorcist yeah of the catholic church yeah which becomes um, kind of a at least plot point in the conjuring right um that's that's a big deal it's a huge deal that's a huge deal because the catholic church is like you're basically dealing with like the fucking illuminati yeah like not you know. Yeah, you're not, yeah, it's not like you go down to your corner priest and you're like, hey, Father Jim, can I, can do, I do an, an exorcism? exorcism? Right. And, you know, over the years, um, over the centuries, um, even the Catholic Church is kind of like loath to recognize oh, yeah. demonic Because it's, it sort of pins them as this medieval, right. you know, living in a... The past, the right. not, not being part of the, you know, sort right. of current world. Yeah. Some people have a problem with the Warrens. Yes. My wife is 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 one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk a little bit about that, I guess. Tell, well, yeah, tell us why. Yeah. I mean, so she, it's funny. She and I, we saw The Conjuring. I've seen it now countless times. I absolutely love The I Conjuring. I love that movie. Um, but we saw it in the theater together. And she was terrified, just terrified. I sat next to her. She was absolutely terrified. And then... Which is crazy because Aspen doesn't get scared of Catholic shit. No, because she thinks religion is... I mean, it just... She wasn't raised in it at all. It means nothing to her. by hippies. By hippies. Um, But upon, like, further reflection, and she's seen the movie again, she really kind of hates it, not because of anything having to do with the filmmaking, Uh but she really believes that the Warren 
Karens were charlatans, were mm-hmm. absolute charlatans. Right. And she believes they took advantage of people and preyed on people who were vulnerable. Um, and so she has a real problem with The Conjuring because they are essentially the heroes of, right. of The Conjuring. Amityville is based on their thing, but they're they not, don't appear. They don't appear in it. Um, yeah. And whereas in The Conjuring, they are they are the heroes. Yeah. And you've said something interesting about The Conjuring, even though we both love the movie. You've said it before, and, and I never, I never, it never occurred to me until you said it. But The Conjuring is kind of anti-witch. It is. It is. And watching it again, and you and I are both pro-witch. Pro-witch. And and it's funny because when we were arguing or debating about The Conjuring, Aspen and me, I was like, well, you know, you're you're bitching about this idea that that it's Christianity has to come solve this or whatever. It's like it's the witch just flips that, right? The right. devil solves it. And the devil solves um, it. And she was like, but that's different. She's like, that's one, we don't see that that often. She said, two, it's about embracing nature and all of those mm-hmm. things that are inherent in the witch. She says, this is the only thing that can beat evil is not even religion. It is specifically Catholicism. Right. And so, yeah, she has a lot of like philosophical mm-hmm. problems with The Conjuring. Yeah. It's still a great movie. It's absolutely, yeah, man. It's fantastic. You want to, let's dive into Amityville. Do you want yeah, to let's, let's go in chronological. Let's go chronological all the way back. Yeah. So Amityville. To 1979. Yeah. Was, uh, it's based on one of their cases, like we said, and uh-huh. it is based on, it, it's so what happened? What ha- happened? What was, happened was um, this is a true story. Uh, the the family that lived in the house uh, previous to the Lutzes, right? Um, there was a terrible mass killing yeah. that took place there. The son, son Joseph killed. Joseph DeFeo, uh, killed his parents, killed his younger siblings in the house point blank with a rifle. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so that that's what had happened. And then they, he was tried, convicted. He is serving like multiple sentences right. because he is a psychopath. Yeah. Um, and it, it came out somewhere along the way that he had been dabbling in like Satan worship. Right. And that there was a red room. There was a red room and he had been hearing voices. Yeah. And like a literal red room. In the yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. So then our movie starts... Is it a year? A year after, later. A year later when Kathy and what's his name? It's Kathy and I can't remember. Yeah, James Brolin, James Brolin is what I'm going to call James him. Brolin and Marco Kidder, uh-huh. the Lutzes. Um, young couple. She has three children from a previous marriage. She's very Catholic. They are looking to buy a house. For some reason, this house, which seems like a dream home, uh-huh. uh, is very affordable. Yes. Yeah. It's it's also funny because they, <laughs> they talk about it's... <laughs> $80,000. Oh, yeah. It's a giant three-story oh, house. Oh, my God. With a guest house. With a guest house. It It's on, it's on, the, on, on the water. water. It's on the yeah. water. And they're like, this is a steal. Yeah. And it is. I mean, for that time, that that was a steal. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and hearing it now, I was like, oh, my God. Can you imagine? Man, can you imagine? 80 grand. 80 grand for that, for that house. house. I would deal with the Red Room. Yeah. Fuck I think yeah, I'd man. fight demons yeah, if I could get I that kind of totally, house. Totally. I would I would do that. I would be like, hey, man, let's party. Let's, and so it's on Long Island, right? Uh-huh. Um uh, and they move in. They move in, and almost immediately in the movie, shit starts. Shit starts happening. Now yeah. we should say they know what happened. Yeah, um, they know what had happened. Yeah, because because the murder case was super famous. super famous. So right. it's not like a lot of those movies where, where there's not full disclosure. Three quarters in, they're like, we discovered you blah didn't blah blah. Tell me that yeah. we were on an Indian burial ground, right? <laughs> right. <Or> something. <laughs> something like that. So they know. But they're like, fuck it, man. Fuck it. This is a you great know, deal. And she's super Catholic, and she's like, Jesus will protect us mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So uh, they buy the house. They move in. Um, and almost immediately, shit starts to go down. Yeah. And it, it it stars, like we said, Margot Kidder as Mrs. Lutz and James Brolin as the very dashing. God, man. Dude. I, I kind of... He was really good he's looking. He's really good looking. He's really good looking. <laughs> I forgot. I mean, I don't, I'm sure I knew that. But uh-huh. I was like, 
No, you forget. You, you, yeah, like, and he's got oh, like right. that wild man seventies hair. Yeah, and he's like significantly younger in this than mm-hmm. like Josh Brolin is now. now. Right. He's also a good looking cat, but right. like, you know. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, he's in his he's in yeah. his prime. And the, the and the way that we know that something is gonna go down is Rod Steiger. Uh, who's doing the work in this movie. Yeah. We can talk about Rod Steiger in the film a yeah. little bit, or the, his character, but he's really good in this film because uh, he's a good actor. He plays um, a priest. He plays the priest. He comes to the house, and as is traditional in, in Catholic families, yeah. you buy a house, you move into a new place, you bless it. Uh-huh. You have your priest come in and bless the house. And we come to understand that this priest... Um, is is uh, Margot Kidder's character has known him for a long time. Yeah, they're friends. And she says he's my friend. Yeah. And so he arrives at the house to, to bless the house. Unbeknownst to him, they're all in the backyard or like yeah, down by yeah, the by the water or whatever. So he comes into the house. He's calling out to the house. He's calling out the house, Kathy. You know, whatever, whatever. Nobody answers. He hears a noise upstairs. He goes upstairs, goes into a bedroom, and looks out the window, and he sees them playing, frolicking about. And so he decides, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to yeah. bless the house. So he unpacks his little priest kit yeah. and <laughs> puts on the thingy and, you know, whatever. Takes out the holy water. And, and oh, first he tries to open the window and he can't open the window, right. right? It's like stuck or something. But then he notices that there's like flies. Uh-huh. A lot. A, a lot, lot of flies. flies. He starts with one fly and then two or three flies. And then he gets really dizzy and gets a headache and turns around and the the window is covered yeah. with flies. Um, why are flies scary? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I mean, they're disgusting. That's a good I question. Don't like them. I, it's. I mean, I think it is something about just the the idea of like a biblical thing. A biblical, of, of, yeah, like, like an insect pestilence. plague. Yeah, yeah, plague. Yeah. yeah. So, so he he's like covered in flies, which is which is of, pretty gross. Pretty gross. And then suddenly. You know, the door closes in the bedroom and he can't leave the bedroom and and suddenly the door opens again and there are no more flies, but he hears a voice. This is the very famous part of the Very, movie. very famous. Because then it just became a trope yeah. in horror in horror movie dumb. He hears the very famous voice. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Get out. And like that's one of those moments. So he, does. he does. And that's one of those moments like we kinda talked about going back to um, Black Christmas. Which also stars Margot Kidder. That's right. Um, even if you haven't seen the movie in Black Christmas, you know the call is. You've heard the call is coming from inside the house. Uh-huh. Even if you haven't seen the Amityville Horror, there is a good chance the idea of get out. Right. You have you have come into contact with right. That. This is. Would you say that Amityville Horror is like the classic or quintessential or whatever term you want to use for for spooky haunted house or yeah. demonically possessed Demo- house? Yes. Absolutely. Not haunted, I, not, but like demonic. Demon- I said this. Yeah, it's funny. I have that in my notes. I said to me, this is the definitive. The house itself is evil. Right. Movie. So yeah, a demonically possessed house. Mm-hmm. This is this is it. This yeah. is it. It's set up. I mean, The Conjuring, which we'll get into, clearly draws on it purposely. I mean, and fuck, right. The Conjuring ends with them getting a message. Hey, somebody needs you in Amityville. In Amityville. Yeah. Um, and it's different than a haunted house because I think there are definitive haunted house movies. That, right. That's when we're like dealing with ghosts and shit. Right, right, right. This, this is, is like demonic. This is, yeah. you know, as, as the Warrens will say, they say this in The Conjuring. They say like the, a demon is something that has never walked. It's never, it's walked, never the earth. walked the earth as a human. Right. This is an entity that lives in some other kind of dimension, sure. or whatever, and wants to wreak havoc. Yeah. That's what it wants to do. Yeah. It's not human. It has never been human. Right. It just wants to fuck up your and life. And it, it needs a conduit of right. some kind. And so right. like in Annabelle and in the first part of The Conjuring, you get it's possessed this doll. Right. Um, so often it will possess a person. Uh-huh. But in this, the Amityville Horror, it's, it possesses the house. Right. right. We also come to find out, though, that the house in Amityville, um, there's that really weird 
bartending lady yeah. that Josh, uh, not Josh, James uh, Brolin uh, knows, and she's kind of like psychic or yeah, something. Yeah. She feels she's things. She's very spiritual. She's very spiritual. <laughs> and uh, she, t- she does research on the house or she feels something in the house or whatever. And she's the one that tells him this is also a place where... Um, well, it's something about it's an Indian tribe, a Native, yeah. Amer- a Native American there was tribe. There's Native American tribe, but then there was also a dude who owned it who was condemned as a witch That's in right. Salem. That's right. And then came. So, in some ways, it's not as blatant, but we we kind of start this anti-witch vibe. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of like, is it? My question is like. Is it is this geography just cursed? It the, it brings up the question to for me of like we haven't even gotten through most of the plot of the film, but yeah, right. it brings up the question for me in the in these types of movies that even Session Nine, you know, something uh-huh. like that, where it's like the place, the place is, is, is cursed. cursed. The place yeah. is cursed. Is is it the place? Is it something that happened in the place, or even the Stanley or Hotel, the Overlook yeah. in The Shining? Is it? Are there places on Earth that are what you would call a hell mouth? Yeah, right. Is that's it a like, great question. Is there geographically are there places where it's just bad, bad shit? And I think that is at least argued in this movie, right? Um, that it's like in. I mean, there's even something in the dialogue at some point that it's like in this is like the entrance this room is like the entrance to hell or uh-huh. whatever so yeah this concept of of the hell mouth right um, and of course the concept of the hell mouth is a very medieval catholic sure thing but they always tie it in with some kind of like native american something happened there that right. was pre-christian that was also terrible right and so it begs the question is it is it the land that is it the is land cursed. itself that's and, cursed? And the land is the thing that makes, regardless of what you believe in, makes bad shit happen. Yeah, I think that's... And so even if this house gets knocked down and they build another house, right. that place will that place always be, be cursed. cursed yeah. Because the, the, the land, the earth is tainted. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I do too. I think that's an interesting point. And it's even something that we kind of get into... In God, even stuff like uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, you know the the land is what does he say that it's sour, it's right? It's sour. Yeah. Um, man, shit, we still got to see that new Pet yeah, Cemetery. Yeah, we got to go see it. Making um, movies is busy. I know. You know? It's um, true. Okay, so we have that. So you like fuck this place is fucked. Fuck this place this, is fucked. The priest knows. The priest knows. Margot Kidder. It has been expecting the priest, and he doesn't show up, right? So she calls the the priest house. <laughs> rectory. The, the rectory. I was looking for that I word. like priest house. Priest house. Yeah. Uh, that's my new band name. Yep, there um, it is. Uh, she calls the rectory, and he's like, she's like, oh, we were... Oh, but doesn't he get in an accident? Yeah. He gets in an accident first. This, this is... This. This is something I wanted to bring up. This is so weird. I know. It's like, why the... What? what <laughs> are, there, are there rules that this demon has to follow? I don't think, because that was my question yeah. when I saw that scene. Is it the car scene? Yes. Because it's like, well, why isn't the whole town cursed? Then? Right. If, like, the demon can just jump in jump your, in Chevy, your Nova Chevy Nova with you. And then I was like, well... Because they don't talk about no, it. No, they I was don't. like, is the rule, like, okay, once you've been in the house... Then you, wherever you go, you can be cursed because he has the thing in the car. Yeah. He has the thing in the church itself. Yeah, exactly. Um, on, on the, the phone. phone. <laughs> That's my favorite. On the phone. <laughs> he gets demoned when he's on the phone. Yeah, he gets Oculus. Um, so that seems a little vague. Yeah, it was a little strange. Um, I mean, I remember. Do you remember when you first saw this movie? Oh, man. Um, I don't remember. The f- I, the first time I saw it, it was with my mother. Uh, I was probably like. Lorraine. Yeah, Lorraine. And there's a Lorraine in it. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, old Catholic lady name. Um uh, so I think I was probably like 10 or so when I saw it mm-hmm. or whenever videos started to be a thing. So this is, so you, you said before that your mom li- actually liked horror movies. Yes. But when she took you to see The Omen, it was kind of like a cautionary yes. tale. Yes. And, and this, I think, feeds into that. Like my mother's. <laughs> this is great. Is all, always like the ones she would show me when I was younger were these sort of like the Catholic. Devil is, yeah. The devil is real. Right. 
the only thing that can beat it is Jesus. Jesus. Right. Uh, specifically. Or Mary. Yeah, I was going to say, specifically like Catholic Jesus yeah, or Catholic, Catholic Jesus. Mary. Not like not Protestant. Protestant not shit. Protestant. <laughs> Come Jesus. on. It's old school Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so anyway, we stagger and then he has like a priest. It's funny because he has like a, 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 young, a young priest, priest and, and an old priest. priest. And clearly you, you have the thought, or at least I did, um, that it's going to sort of go down like the exorcist, right? Right? Yeah. The old priest is going to get his his young priest to help <laughs> to him. help him, and they're going to go fight this mm-hmm. thing. And that is actually not what happens at all. No, it's interesting, and I just I wonder how much got left on the cutting room floor because it's really interesting that they make it a point to tell you that the young priest is a Vietnam vet. Uh huh. So he he is part of that new era of priests. Uh-huh. Right, that are hippies. There were certainly hippie priests when I was growing up in yeah. in our church, and, and so this kind of like. So does that mean that that this new era of, of hippie priests? Let me just say, we're way more open to accepting other Faith. other forms of thought, other things existing in the world. Like they weren't so strict, like the old school Spaniard priests, right. where like it's only Catholicism and that's it. And it's only the Bible. The kind of like hippie priests that I knew that were all Irish, right? Uh, were more like, no, nah, there's more in the there's world. There's other things going and on. And so it kind of, and he's been to Vietnam, so he's seen some shit. Yeah, and he even right. says that he's like, he's like, I know, I know what fear is. Right. I know what death is. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, he's like, you know, one yeah. of those guys who comes back from war is like, nothing I see here is gonna. It's gonna scare me. Yeah. Yeah. But then it never quite that. The, yeah, that whole thread kind of. It's yeah, it's odd. Like that character mm-hmm. kind of doesn't pay off. No, no. Which is very. It's strange. It's weird. The other little plot line that's happening is that the little girl, the daughter, yes, um, suddenly has a new imaginary, imaginary friend. friend named Jody. Which again, mm-hmm. used in The Conjuring, but used a lot. This becomes a classic. Right. The the house is evil trope, right? The little kid has a friend. Uh Eventually the friend's going to say something fucking creepy. Right. Like, I want you to stay here forever. Or the weird (laughs) LED eyes. Yes. LED light eyes (laughs) that I remember being a little kid because I remember seeing this movie. I I didn't see it in the theater. I was only 10 when it came out and they were not going to let me see it. And it was rated R. It was rated R. And I do remember later on when I was like in the sixth grade or something and it came on HBO, everybody was talking about right. it. Right. All of my friends were talking about it, and I was like, oh, I gotta see this movie. Yeah. And I remember watching it at my aunt's house alone, like I did a lot of things <laughs> in my childhood. Um, and that part came up where Margot Kidder goes into the room, and it's like, oh, you scared Jody. She flew out the window, and Margot Kidder goes to the window, and you see the two eyes, uh-huh. right? And at that time, I thought, that's fucking terrifying. Scary, terrifying. Yeah. Then the next time I saw it, when I was a grown-up, you're like, this is like, hilarious. This like LED lights. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. is this ET or close encounters right. or something? Um, but they do. That's like. It is effective. It is. And like, they also, again, I mean, there's some like classic 70s stuff that is why one of the reasons I love The Conjuring is because James Wan uses those types of things. Like, right. the chair just starts rocking. Right. The cross. The cross. On the wall. Turns, uh, flips turns upside, upside down. Except not like in the nut. Right, where you can see yeah, the, like, like the, I could see the poor PA in the <laughs> yeah. back, like, is this enough? Um, and so those things kind of become staples of this subgenre. Uh-huh. Um, another thing is you have the priest who comes, right? Then she has... I didn't she get has it. an aunt. And, her, and that's actually her aunt, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's her real... That is her aunt. Her aunt is a nun. Is a nun. And again, yeah. which I think solidifies how sort of in the church Margot Kidder's character is. Mm-hmm. We also find out that um, Brolin converted Converted to Catholicism. Um, which I guess is a, a big deal. Is, is it um, a big deal to Protestants? I guess so, yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, he's pagan now. And I also said, you and I were talking, it's never said, but it's clearly implicated if you know enough about the church and see how religious she is. She has to have been a widow. Yeah, because there's no way she would have been able to get married in the Catholic church, church. if she had gotten a divorce. And I started to think... In my mind, and this is never pays off. It's like, did her husband die in Vietnam? 
And so that's a good point. You know, I hadn't even thought of that. I think so. Like, there's some of these so char- char- interesting character right. things, and this is a thing that they don't bring up. But you know, uh, is is it one of those things where like would the house have gotten them? Anyway, but is this another one of those cases where this is a family or a person who has undergone some, some kind of trauma. trauma? Yeah. Even though she seems to be very happily, seem to be very happily yes, married, definitely, as evidenced by the three-minute long oh. love-making scene. Oh my god! So like, like, what is the deal with the movies in the seventies? And it's like it has nothing to do with the plot. I and there they are making love. They made they love. They made love. I don't know. It was really long is it because so and you and I you and I are talking about it we know they're in love like they're they're clearly a lovely newlywed couple you see it also they told us they're married yeah I I believe I believe it I believe they're in love so it doesn't it 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 is the definition of gratuitous right it does nothing it's and we were talking about it it's different than when you watch a show like Game of Thrones Uh when you watch Rome in which sex is used as currency currency or or a commodity right and it's it's used for power Power. or even to just show how debaucherous right. certain people it's, are. And it's oddly desexualized. Uh-huh. But when you're in a movie where where that doesn't come into play, you suddenly have a three minute long love making scene. And it's not like it wasn't we didn't see them naked no. or anything. It was it it's, was just awkward. And the music changes. Oh, it was and so like strange. it's just really Suddenly weird. Suddenly she's doing ballet in her bedroom. In her underwear with a leg warmer. It's yeah, really it's just one. And, and I even started to think I was like, was it just because that's what the seventies were about? Um, you know, one of my like I was born in the seventies but didn't get to really experience this. Yeah. You know, I was born in seventy five, so it's mm-hmm. not like I got to do lewds and fuck everyone, which apparently is what happened. I did. I was eight. But I did do that. I did lewds and I fucked everybody. Everyone. But is it is it do you think them that's just the nature of the decade where the movie like there was a celebration of hey man we, sex or I don't know. Or is it a thing where where part of what's going to sell this movie is is that there's we got it's a horror movie or we've got Margot Kidder and, and we James got James Brolin. Brolin let's have them make love because these are attractive these people these are attractive people sure and maybe and that is it and it's rated R yeah 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 so I don't know and maybe that is it and it's uh, it's funny I, I I had read a I read a, an old because it's absolutely not necessary not at all plot. not at all and they have the kid kind of burst in like oh it's hard to with but yeah I, under, I know it's Hard. Right, yeah. and um, and you didn't have to see the whole three minutes. And I even read an interview with her that she gave later in in life. I think a few years before she died, Margot Kidder, where she was talking about that scene and one other movie she had done. I don't remember where she's like, no, it's weird. She's like, I had Jim Brolin on top of me, and there's like fourteen dudes around us. Like, there's nothing, and you hear this over and over. Yeah, from there's actors. nothing. There's nothing sexy about a sex scene. Nothing sexy about a sex scene. In and that's not even just in movies like on stage right. there is nothing sexy no. about a I mean, sexy it's, it's most of the all of the time it's please don't put your hand there or yeah. be careful and don't nap my head yeah. like I don't want to bang my head a lot of like head. oh fuck I'm sorry yeah, oh shit sorry I don't want to touch you there or yeah. whatever it just becomes work yeah it's to, um, weird awkward work and so we get to watch that weird awkward work for yeah. like three fucking three minutes fucking minutes <laughs> and then we get back to the plot so so then they discover so all this shit happens the babysitter gets stuck yeah in the closet in the closet we've also started to see relatively early the descent of James Brolin right like he becomes obsessed with chopping wood right and oh, you know um, I hadn't thought about that and, the and witch the witch but, but he his obsession with chopping wood is because he's always cold yeah and so he's like constantly putting more and more wood on the fire on the fireplace and, and he uh, starts to look. He starts to look gaunt. gaunt. He he can't get it up. He can't get it up. He's no longer keeping tra- no care of his amazing mane of, of his hair. His mane of hair. He gets really kind of like he he was a real kind of loving stepfather uh-huh. to the children, and now he's just real short tempered. Yeah, and, and like one of the things early on is they started calling him by his first name. Uh-huh. They used to call him Mister Lutz. Now they call him. 
whatever. Uh-huh. I can't not remember. I can't remember his name. And he's like, I really, he wants them to, he is waiting for them to call him dad. And right. Like, that's really something he wants. Yeah. Um, um, the other thing is, like, he, um, oh my gosh, it, it just flew out of my brain. But, Oh my gosh! It's it's important anyway. Whatever. Well, well, if it's important, he, it'll come back. But it's it, either way. It's established that like, he really does love these kids. Yes. He wants. He treats them as his own. Yeah. And then so when you see him being Kurt, really, yeah, kind of shitty to them, you know something's up. Yeah. Um, and so it doesn't. Oh, he yeah. looks like. The dude. Someone, someone. In the I can't bar. Remember, in the it's bar. The bartender. The bartender says, hey, are you related to the you, guy? You're the, he's you, like, you're you the spitting the, image. Yeah, you bought the house. And they're like, yeah. He's like, are you related to the Joseph DeFeo guy? And he's like, no. no. And he goes, you're the spitting, spitting image. image. And you look, yeah, just like so him. He looks like the mass The mass murderer. murderer. Uh-huh. And so we see the dis- his descent. Rod Steiger, meanwhile, priest has his own thing. He goes blind. He goes blind because he keeps trying to help. He he calls on like the elders of, the, of yeah. that church. Yeah, the true Illuminati. The true Illuminati, <laughs> and he's like, "We've got to help this family." And the priests are like, "You're crazy. You're crazy. We don't do this shit anymore. We don't do this shit anymore. Do you want to make us look like medieval crazy? You know? Yeah." Um, Weirdos, and he's like, no, no, no. I mean, I really feel like there's something bad happening there. And basically, the hierarchy of the church is like, no, take a vacation. You're not doing, yeah, take a vacation. So, so the, right there, we know the plot is no longer going to intersect with the Exorcist, right? And so and, he, they, and they're shit out of luck. Yeah, there's no one to help. Them. So he goes. He feels like the thing he can do is he can go pray for them right. in in church in the church. Uh huh. And while he's doing this. He starts seeing the church crumble, and he's, like, yelling at the... This is why the rules are so weird. Right. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, and um, then the nun, we we didn't finish... So the aunt comes to visit aunt her. Aunt nun. Aunt nun comes to visit her, but immediately has to leave. Yeah, she feels sick. She, she feels knows sick. something's wrong. She knows something's up. She gets in her car. She drives down the street. They all seem to drive Novas. Um, <laughs> I, I, now I want a Chevy Nova. Sponsored by, sponsored, sponsored by, by Chevy, Chevy Nova. Nova. Um, she drives down the street and has to vomit. Yeah. Um, which again, I'm like... While Margot Kidder is like begging her right. to stay. Yeah. You did know? the demon follow her? Like, I, I don't understand. Maybe it can, it, can, it can also take over Chevy Novas. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why, that's the demise of the Chevy Nova. Of the Nova. Chevy Nova. Don't buy a Chevy Nova. It's possessed by it's a demon. It's possessed by a demon. Um, um, so, so, so then the bartender lady... They decide to have a, a double date. They come over to pick them up, right? Actually, yeah. They say because they they he's clearly fucking losing it, right? And his friend says, "We will take care. We'll babysit." Right. That's right. Let's that's go right, to your house. Right. We'll babysit. Take take the night. Take off. your wife out, man. Right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Because he punches his clearly his best friend. Yes. Um, he punches his friend. He uh, punches out the guy. Marco Kidder's little brother having is having a wedding. Yeah. He writes a bad check because. Because the money has disappeared. The money has he disappeared. had a bunch of cash. Right. And, and like shit's just going yeah, wrong. He's paranoid as fuck. Right. So the friends are like, we'll come over, we'll watch the kids, you go. Take her out for dinner, man. You gotta step away from this. Right. So the lady bartender, who is a psychic, um, she gets this weird feeling and she goes down into the basement and she literally starts trying she gets this feeling from one of the walls uh-huh. and she takes a sledgehammer and she literally starts destroying the wall yeah. and then and the dude's like what are you fucking doing what are you fucking doing James Roland they arrive James Roland comes down to the basement and says what are you doing to my house and she's like it's in there it's in there and then he like he kneels down puts his hand over the wall and he feels heat and he's like you're right he's like you're right and the dog the whole time yeah. the dog has all, dogs know the dog has known the y'all. dog has known and that caught, listen that, to your dog yeah that actually ends up not being good for the dog in the conjuring right, right. but for the dog in Amityville this dog's he a goddamn it. hero hey DC he is so, a fucking hero he is a hero the dog ever since they got there has been digging at the basement yeah. wall and so to James, the point where its paws are bloody right so James Brolin Basically destroys the wall in the basement, uh-huh. and they discover the the, the red, red room. room. Which, when I was little, when I was little and saw the movie for the first time, I thought that it was literally the the a hell mouth, like the, literally, that was like that, yeah. was, that was where I think you, that's what I thought too. Yeah, where you went to hell. Yeah, and I was like, why is the door to hell in Long Island? But right. anyway, but what it turns out, you're, you're already in hell. You're already in hell. <laughs> but. 
what it turns out to be is that in the true story, there was li- there was a, a, a room in the house that had been walled up that was hidden or something yeah. and was painted red. And he, this is where he was doing some Satanist stuff. Yeah. Okay. That at least in terms of what we've right. been told. Okay. Right. And so then once that happens. All hell, all hell breaks, <laughs> breaks loose. loose. Literally, he breaks down the wall. It glows red. Uh huh. He sees his own face. Yeah. Or the face or the face of the killer of the that he looks just killer. like. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, I mean, and shit. Then then the house really starts trying to kill them. Yeah, and so they have to get the fuck out, and they're leaving, and they can't find the keys, and all that typical shit. And then, like, shit is like there's blacks ooze going everywhere which we've seen in the toilet spray uh-huh. which is again another iconic right. sort of demon thing right also things smell terribly when a demon right. is around according exactly. and that's used in other movies right but in Brolin's fucking he goes back and saves to save the, the dog, dog. Yeah. um even while his they're every, finally able to get out of the house and it's the wife Margot Kidder's like drive and the little girl is like you have to save Spot. Yeah. And and Roland, like, comes back to, like, being a dad for a minute. Uh-huh. Goes in, saves the dog, gets pulled into the ooze. Right. And the dog pulls him out, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. But it's, you know, he, he comes very close to killing the family. Yes. Like, he comes really, really close to becoming the thing. That's the final, like, that's the final thing, right? He comes uh-huh. in with an axe. He's clearly lost it. You think he's going to kill one of the kids uh-huh. then you think he's going to because Margot Kidder is like leave my children alone she's seen this in a vision right um, but he doesn't he doesn't he, he ends up just you know jamming the axe into the floor uh, and, and saving then, let's talk about Margot Kidder's Okay, costumes. so that's basically the plot, right? Yeah, that's basically um, the plot. Couple things. It's, I, I mean, it's fun. It's yeah, a, it's a fun movie. It's, it's it is slow. It's slow, and and I know we say like we always yell about our our students who are like it's slow, it's long. It's it's yeah. it's poorly paced. It's poorly paced. Um, we didn't need the three minutes of making love. The making love. Uh, but it does have you know get out, which is huge. The mm-hmm. ooze in the toilet, like these are yeah, the, these the, are things that are going to become staples. Staples in in movies about demonic, demonic houses. houses yeah, yeah. Um, but it has some weird uh, in, along with the three minute sex scene it has some very like weird 70s shit yeah and so you brought it up and I was it was funny because I was thinking about it and I wrote it down because you and Aspen talk about fashion a lot, I know nothing about it. But I was watching it alone, and I was like, I have to ask Christy if this is normal no. because this seems really fucking weird to I me. I mean, Marco Kidder's character, Kathy Lutz, is a grown woman right. in this movie. She has three small children, but she's a grown woman. She's a grown woman, and they they dress her like a Catholic schoolgirl. It's really and fucking so, weird. I mean, like so much so that she's wearing ponytails. Yeah, and and like over the knee knee socks uh-huh. little plaid, plaid skirts. skirts and she has like a knit tie and like yeah, loosely like a jaunty or a jaunty tie and the, even the scene after they make love uh-huh. she's wearing like one of those baby ribbons in her, in her hair. hair like a little side pony with a bit and I was just like what is happening what is, the, what is with the infantilization of this character right which is very strange because you said she's a mother of three yeah. we assume being good Catholics like we were once she clearly didn't get divorced she's lost a husband right like she's a she's a lady she's a grown woman and I think even in real life I think Kidder was like 30 yeah which back then is like being 50 now right right because they had to grow they had to grow up a lot they were supposed to grow up faster or whatever right it was so strange and it was also so strange and I was like, okay, we get that she's super Catholic. I mean, one of the first things James Brolin unpacks is a crucifix. And he's like, where do you want me to put it? And she's like, hang it by here. The light will shine. Like, we get it. Yeah. Also, as a good Catholic, she wouldn't dress like she did when she was in Catholic school. No. No, she would not. She would not sexualize. No, that, that. that's like a no-no. Right. And it's, yeah. to me... Well, once you get married, like once you've been yeah, married, you're, come you've on. taken that sacrament, you're an old lady. Right. Like, and she, like, yeah. this is such seems to be like a generic, long-running male fetish. Right. Right? Of, of which is, we. Um, that's a whole other episode of why that's I, a thing I, I don't dressing know. someone like a yeah, high school girl like I don't know if they wanted to soften her up or 
maybe because she is, you know, Margot. Margot Kidder. She's Margot Kidder. She's she's, she's sassy, she's and, sassy brassy. and yeah. I think she's she was also, like the Deborah Winger of her time. Yeah, you know, and like Deborah Winger is lovely. Is lovely and doesn't and doesn't need <laughs> help. Yeah, um, yeah, that was weird. So it's like we are we are past the halfway. Do you want to talk about the Conjuring or do you want to keep talking about Amityville? Uh, let's jump into the one okay. other thing I did want to bring up real quick, and we can maybe keep the Conjuring shorter because sure. we've done the Conjuring before. It always comes up. One thing that I found out was really weird. The dude who wrote the score, who is a big, you're a huge fan Lalo of. Lalo Schifrin. Lalo Schifrin. I love Lalo Schifrin. He, I did not know this. I learned this last night. He had written an entire original score for The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. And when they had the first cut, the studio was worried that it was too discordant. Um, I really want to listen to it. Nah, yeah, me too. And they went to William Friedkin, the director, who's like a legendary fucking prick, right? Yeah. And they were like, hey, you got to talk to Lala. Like, this isn't going to work. Like, uh-huh. it's too weird, basically. Yeah. Friedkin took that as a, cho- a chance to fire him because uh-huh. he hated the fucking score. Wow. And so Friedkin ended up using, using tubular bells. bells and all that stuff. But there was this, like, myth in the in the industry during the 80s that the Amityville Horror Score was actually Schifrin's unused exorcist score. It's totally not the case because he's a fucking professional. Right. Um, right. But that was like a thing. I'm trying to put those two things together and it just doesn't seem... No. It doesn't seem right. But I love the score of Amityville Oh, Horror. I do too. With and, the, the children. And again, that piece of those little kids, that is how many movies mimic that. Yeah. That's great. Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so yeah. mimicked. Um, yeah. Friday the 13th and... Not Friday the 13th. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street in some ways so again another thing about this movie that might not be brilliant as a right. whole but has these iconic things in the genre that I think if you're a fan you should you should see it yeah you, sh- you I mean if you haven't seen it you should go see it and yeah. I, I just want to say really really briefly that I started to watch a few years ago the remake oh. I have watched the remake yeah me too but I, the, and it was in the 2000s was it made, is it Ryan Reynolds it's Ryan Reynolds it's Ryan Reynolds plays the James Brolin role yeah. and the, he's he's James Brolin was good looking yeah and he was good looking in that 70s way uh-huh. where he still looked like a human person yeah and Ryan Reynolds just doesn't. He's he a doesn't he looks like he's like too perfect so even in the moments where He's supposed to be kind of like, you know, spiraling down into right. like this mess. He still looks perfectly cut. Uh, the, the his most, his yeah. teeth are so clean. His hair it's is per- amazing. The most ridiculous moment to me is, because it's still set in the 70s. Yeah. He, of course, because they got Ryan Reynolds, chops wood shirtless. Right, of course. He has no hair on right. his chest like he's he is hairless like people and has a fucking I mean he's Ryan Reynolds he has an eight pack he has an eight pack and it's like no it is no. 1979 no. no one no one cared about that they shit. didn't even have the machines in gyms to make that right. happen and the woman who plays the wife I can't remember who it is is also it's like she's too perfect yeah there's like nothing you can, you can see in her clothes that they don't infantilize her, but they do, they have like 70s versions of those clothes, but they're too tight and her underwear is too good. Yeah. Like you can tell those bras did not exist in right. the 70s. Right, and it's, that's, yeah. That's, it, it kind of, that really took me out. Yeah. Um, um, so see the original. See the original. All right. So in the in the time we have, The Conjuring, which we are both huge fans of, and I think we have, I mean, we've brought up in so many yeah. ways, either when we reviewed What do you nun. love about The Conjuring? One of the things I love about The Conjuring Maybe the thing I love most, it's directed by James Wan, who I am a big Brilliant. fan of. Brilliant. Now he's doing Aquaman. I don't Malaysian, know. Australian director. And just who knew? gave us the Conjuring universe and the Insidious mm-hmm. universe. And mm-hmm. I am fans of many of the movies in that universe. When he left the Conjuring universe, it went to shit. Yeah. Um, he... It is, you know, sets it in the 70s. Obviously, it's in the 70s. It's another Lorraine and and Ed Warren case previous to Amity. Mm -hmm. And he uses a lot of 70s horror filmmaking techniques. Right. Which is what I love. Because we had gone down a path where scares had to be big and huge and all of this. CGI. And CGI. And he goes back to... Old school. Ball 
rolling down the stairs. Little hands, little hands the coming out of the darkness. Little clap. Um, the clap game is such a brilliant. Oh my god! Convention for that horror movie, and so you get the scares come out of tension. They come out of these simple things. Even like to me, the most terrifying moment is when the woman is on the yeah, on the closet. Yeah, on the on the armoire. And that is that's a real lady. It's yeah. a real actor in uh-huh. in makeup that you don't even see a lot of and it's all it is is like one of those crazy zoom fast yeah. really fast zoom ins and it's terrifying it's and she terrifying. jumps and yeah. it's it's those are the things he manages to make those things scary again shadows and windows doors creaking open yeah, yeah. a um, little girl walking past a window like that's right. fucking terrifying yeah, yeah. if done right. If and, done right and Juan does that there's not a high body count there's right. you know it's these sort of old Simple stuff. He also, I think, really, like, you care about the family. Right. I, f- I also think that, so once we get into, like, the, the, the exorcism scene where Lily Taylor is under the sheet. Yeah, is, she's is been the, possessed yeah, by the demon. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the part in the movie that is CGI'd. And to me, it's, it's I mean, it's great. It's sure. action-packed but and all that. But it's not as scary as no. the moments that we've had before. Yeah, I don't... Like, looking in the little toy and... With the, the thing in the, the mirror. With the thing in the mirror. And even... I am more interested and more invested in the family uh-huh. than I am in that sideline plot of Annabelle. Yeah, in absolutely. The, in the, back in the in house. The back in the house. Yeah. And, and, I, and that, that's He's the got two one, kitties behind Hi, kitties. That's the one thing... That seems like we planted a seed so we can make the Annabelle movie. Right. And that's the one thing that bothers me about it. Um, it doesn't even bother me because I think the Annabelle prologue is fucking great mm-hmm. in in um, Conjuring. Sure. That's how we meet Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's creepy as shit. Right. That's all I needed with Annabelle. Right. I didn't, I didn't need, need to I didn't see need her to come back. And, yeah. And, um, but yeah, that's what I love about it is the for the most part the the use of these like old fashioned old old fashioned but from the seventies these filmmaking yeah where it's like it's, it's like, a real skill it's a real skill and like the the pacing is the pacing is like kind of modern pacing uh-huh. but with old school devices yeah. for scares so it's super super effective and, and it's beautifully acted beautifully acted like the kids it, are great the kids are great you care about them. Lily Taylor is fantastic. Um, the guy who is in Office Space, whose name I can't remember, he's also a really good actor. Yeah. Um, you know that they care about each other. And then Ed and Lorraine Warren are played, uh, like, I mean, Vera Farmiga plays Lorraine Warren. Vera Farmiga's little sister's, sister's older sister. <laughs> Vera Farmiga yeah. plays Lorraine Warren. And she's fucking great. I mean, it's they, they walk a fine line because I mean, there's part of me that's like, this is really cool. I want to be a paranormal investigator. But they, they there is a part of me that's like, do they really believe? Are they really believing what they're saying? Like, yeah. The, 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 the warrants, right? right? And so these two actors have to completely invest. And they, yeah. And they have to really believe this stuff. stuff and the yeah. stuff that they're saying is pretty outrageous. Yes. And they succeed in in their sincerity. Absolutely. It's not camp or, or tongue-in-cheek or they're not winking or commenting on it at, at all. all. And in addition, and again, this is in the screen, like in the movie, in the screenplay, and the director, like they are also presented as being incredibly caring people. Right. They're not here... They don't want there to be a demon there. Right. They, they don't want that. And like right. Vera Farmiga becomes very like... You can tell Lily Taylor is having a horrible fucking time. Like, she becomes... Yeah. And it's more, like, what I loved about that, their relationship, is that Vera Farmiga can tell that Lily Taylor's having a hard time because she's a mother. Yes. Not because she's a psychic or anything right. like that, but because they, they share that thing of being mothers. Mothers, yeah. And you have the, the, the husbands... You know, the husband at the house has this old car that he never has time to fix. And so Ed helps, helps him, him fix, fix the it. car. Yeah. Um, so there's I that's I love that stuff about it. And I think there are moments that are truly terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it a lot. Yeah, me um, too. It still scares me. And I, I think it's a great 
great entry into this into this subgenre and the best I think that I've seen in a, in long, a long long time. time in a long time um, yeah which I, is why to me I think the nun is so, is so disappointing it's so disappointing. and even kind of the Annabelle movie like yeah. it's the first conjuring is is so good the second conjuring is also a little disappointing yeah like, I really wanted to like it me too but then the second conjuring which is not directed by James no. Bond also, it, it does the thing that sequels do, which it takes, it just takes the things that were most scary about the first movie and kind of just throws them in the movie yeah. because that's what you're supposed to yeah. have without care. Right. Without care. And know? it's weird because I know these are horror movies. They're supernatural. All of that. Right. And so I'm not saying like I watch The Conjuring and I'm like, I think that's real. I'm not saying that. But... He, it is all believable in the world of the film that James Wan creates, and Conjuring Two isn't. Yeah, part and part part of it is because you care about the people. Yeah, you, you, he's making a movie that is supernatural, that has supernatural elements. You know, it's not like a supernatural movie that has people in it. Right, it's a movie about people that has supernatural that elements, has super, which is why I know. love Haunting of Hill House. Right, and why um, I hate the like, haunting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Ouija. Yeah, the, the, the Origin of Evil. Origin of Evil is pretty great yeah I love that yeah and that's Mike Flanagan yeah who made Haunting of Hill House exactly um, so uh, yeah The Conjuring is is great and he has nods to Amityville clearly he has nods sure. to Amityville Horror we have the imaginary friend mm -hmm. that the little girl talks to we hear about Amityville at the end yeah the great thing about this movie is that it's 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 multi-layered so it's not just you know there's the there's there's the the old timey witch like the the that, that, There's multiple hauntings. Yes. There's a lot happening in this house. Yeah. You know, last season when I was up in Providence working, uh -huh. I wanted to go. Because to the Conjuring that, House? That Conjuring House, exists. it's in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Oh, badass. And it's only 40 minutes away from Providence, which to people from Providence is like, oh my God, you can't go 40. That's too far away. But, to us, that's just like, across I gotta town. Get, it's going to take me to get yeah, home. I'm going to go get milk. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was going to jump in a lift and, and just, just go. go. Um, but from what I understand, the people who live there now, it's very kind of like, do Don't. not come here. They have security cameras if they even catch you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, I guess if yeah, people I actually guess. live there, yeah. um, sell your house and uh, make it a thing. Yeah. Um, so how are we? Are we are we out of time? We've got about 10 minutes. Okay. So then let me throw this out there, I guess, to come back to kind of where we started. Do you think... Um, I don't know. It's a weird question. It's like, do you, do you think they believe? Like, do you think... I shouldn't just say the Warrens. People like that, I guess. Do you think there are... Because you and I, we always ask each other, like, do you believe in ghosts? Do you think they're real? Do you think aliens are real? Whatever. Uh -huh. Do you think there are... Because now, this thing of psychic... Like, or... Do you think there are people... Like, psychic investigation is such a... Like, it's a thing now, right? There are TV yeah, shows. Do you think any one uh, of these people is legit? Or has it become a thing now that it's just a way to make money and, and stuff like that? I really feel like the... I think that uh, oh man it's it's difficult to talk about because like I I guess I want it's because I want to believe in shit like that uh -huh. that it makes me so cynical right because I am it, like good magicians like anybody who's a magician or an illusionist whatever doesn't believe in magic right right because they like, know how it all yeah, works it's like it's there's no magic yeah it, it's it's an illusion yeah um I I think that for the most part people. I think people who make money off of it uh -huh. are making are just making money, money off, off of it. it. Okay. I, I don't think that they really believe in it. I I think that if a person really had this kind of gift, uh -huh. they would try their damnest to not bring attention to it. Right? I think so. Like you wouldn't have a television show, right? right? I, I feel like I feel like that's a hard life. Yeah. So why would you choose to bring attention to a hard life? Yeah. And by hard I mean like can you imagine if 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 there are demons, if there are ghosts, if there is something else out there and they find you as a conduit and you're constantly and you're constantly like how do you stop that? Right. Right? So Which I, the movie The Gift does a great job right. of, of it's 
it's true. exploring. It's true. And it's, you know, my I have a sister who is really, really good at reading tarot cards. Uh-huh. Like, really good. And um, she doesn't charge for it. Okay. She doesn't charge people to read tarot cards. She just reads them. She just reads them. If you want a reading, she'll do it for you. And her philosophy is like, if you really have a gift, uh-huh. then it's a gift. It shouldn't be It shouldn't be retail. Used. It shouldn't be retail. Okay. It shouldn't be commodified. Um, because it's a gift. Yeah. And, you know, like, I guess old-time gypsies or whatever, like, money sullies the gift. Right. You know? And I think that people who are who, who have turned it into a business, I don't think they they even believe in it. I, I think you're it. right. And it's like, and I'm not even, again, this is why Aspen has such a problem with the conjuring. I don't necessarily know enough about the Warrens to know what they believed in their hearts. You know, I haven't done mm-hmm. that kind of research. But when I do watch these TV shows... Um, and I don't watch them often because they piss me off. But uh, there seems to be a very, like, specific type of person that yeah. has turned. And it's always, like, really the, the no, nothing against fraternities, but really, like, the frat bro from Penn State has the, no. Right. I no. No. I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. That dude no. was was good at marketing a product and putting a lot of gel in his hair. Right. Like, exactly. Um, you know. Exactly. And, and it's so that that's the stuff that bot like that kind of bothers me. Now, I once had a man come up to me on the street in Chicago, um, who was about I must I mean I'm not even over exaggerating like probably like six foot seven, just a giant of a man, mm-hmm. and he had a. He was walking with a giant walking stick and he had this like spiked bracelet on his wrist and he came up out of nowhere and he was like, if I guess your name, will you buy me lunch? And I was like, I'm buying this dude lunch regardless. And I was like, sure, man. And he goes, your name's Michael. And I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and there's no, like, nothing on me said yeah. my name. Like, and part of me was like, I don't know, man. This dude could be, like, he just came out sure. of, like, a different world. <laughs> no, it's like my, my niece had that happen to her at an airport recently. Um, this woman at an airport gift shop came up to her and it was it was it happened like right after my my mother so my niece's grandmother uh, had passed away uh-huh. and this woman came up to her and said i don't know why i don't know why but i i saw you across the gift shop and i i know things i hear things and I was told to come and tell you that it's going to be all right. Whoa, shit. That your grandmother wants you to know that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing and to not be sad. Oh. You are, it's going to be all right. And, I mean, it was very, it was That's like, crazy, yeah. Yeah. So, but that and is, this woman didn't ask for money. Of course not. She was just like, I just have to tell you this. Right. And even the dude I bought lunch, it was like four bucks. I bought right. a lunch. Like, but that, yeah, that to me, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Creating a television show that you do weekly, right? That, or, or you know, call me on the phone and for money, yeah. I will. Yeah, I mean, I worked I just, as a telephone psychic, yeah, Chicago, you totally so I know that's bullshit. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like, and and I don't doubt. So this is not this is not me saying that I doubt that people have a gift. Right. I believe that some people are open. I don't know what's to in whatever the world. it is. Sure. I don't know. All yeah. I know is that I don't know. Right. So for me to sit here and go like none of that shit exists. Right. Is wrong. Um, but that's different than that's different than somebody going pay me two thousand dollars and I will come get rid of the, the ghosts. The ghosts, yeah, yeah. Because if you really could do that, why would you charge? Why someone would you $2, charge somebody who was suffering? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To that's, help them. That's the thing. That, that's, that's, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. if, if, and if that is the case, you're a fucking dick. You're a fucking dick. <laughs> like, yeah. If not, I'm going to leave the demon. Sorry. Right. Sorry. I can't do anything about it. Um, cool. Yeah. So in honor of, of Lorraine and Ed, whatever you feel about them, now that they are both gone. Sure. Check out Am- Amityville Horror. And check out The Conjuring. And check out The Conjuring. Yeah. Um, there, and actually Google them because there's actually a lot of movies based on. Based Cases. cases and there's even a documentary uh-huh. called My Amityville Horror that ends up interviewing Lorraine when she's very old. She has a chicken in her house. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, the chicken's a clairvoyant. The chicken is a clairvoyant. Yes, yeah. the chicken has the gift. Yeah, the chicken has the gift. Uh, but I think they're 
both worth Amityville yeah. because it did it. You it, should watch yeah, Amityville. It's classic. If you it are a, a lot, child, yeah. if you are a horror fan, go yeah. watch Amityville. And Conjuring because it's just fucking it's straight really, up good. Really good. So I just wanted to say this has nothing to do with the movies we're talking about, but like recently, my friend Brian Lindsay, you know Brian, right? Yeah. Brian Lindsay, who is a literature teacher and a book lover, uh, sent me a message, and for his birthday, he got this book called "I Am Not Your Final Girl." by Claire C. Holland. And it is a book of poetry from the perspective of final girls in horror. And it's really good. Yeah, you sent me some. They're great. I got it on Amazon for like six bucks. I immediately bought it. I read straight through it. It's so good. The concept is genius. Yeah, it's really great. It's got poems from the point of view of Laurie Strode, Rachel in the Ring, Rosemary, Anna and the possession Sally Texas Chainsaw Matt it's really wonderful yeah, and I love it like just yeah. as a concept and then she clearly knows those movies oh, yeah. so well because it's each one is the Sally one I was like oh fuck that's so specific right and the, the Thomason one the Thomason one from The Witch is super good yeah. too so buy yeah. that book buy that we don't book. know her at all so. buy that book oh here's another thing It's there's a, a theater in town if you live in Dallas that we love so much Kitchen Dog Theater I'm going to mm-hmm. give them a shout out and they are having their annual um Gala and fundraiser uh, this weekend, and we have we have donated yeah. uh, something to Kitchen Dog this year for their for their silent auction. So if you show up, bid, you can come watch a movie with Christy and me, and, and be then a, come yes, be on fucking Taron Tacos. Yeah, be on Taron Tacos, and so go to www.kitchendogtheater.org, and they'll give you the information. There cool. you can look up Hooch and Pooch. That's the name yeah. of the of the fundraiser. Um, yeah, what That's else? It. What do we want to talk? What else? Thanks what? to Jim John McNoise. Have fun in Iceland. Thank man. you. And tell Dante congrats. And, I will. And we are. We're going to go eat some, some cannoli and mics nice. in the North End. And when we get back, we are, we're back on track. We're finally. back on track. Like, and we got to watch Pet Cemetery. Yeah, so we're going to do Pet Cemetery and we're, we're going to try to very much get back to doing it every week because yeah. we have missed it. And. The yeah. movie is still a lot, but we're at least yeah. We now know we're like moving and getting things going. This is the highlight of my week, so yeah. we got to do it. All right, everybody, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.